Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Hone Sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Wow, okay, thank you so much to Nathan Towns, our resident composer, our talented vocal and audio mixer. We really appreciate this new intro, and we're going to use it in the future. So thank you for your support and your dedication to helping Phantology get better. If you want to check out Nathan's other stuff, you can do that. His link will be in our episode descriptions going forward. How about that storm light thunderclap, right? Like perfectly positioned. So thank you again. And now let's get to the episode. What's up, fantasy book fans? This is Phantology. Just the Fantastic Four, less Ryan. But thanks for listening. We are covering October news today. And we are introducing our new November bracket challenge on Twitter. And that is going to be top three fantasy book covers. And there is obviously a visual component to this. So if you're tuning in and want to check out the YouTube video, there are some extra bonuses that you can actually see visually what covers we're choosing. And you guys are ready to go with your covers, right? I heard this was a tough one. I'm excited. Jake gave (laughs) us a little sneak peek and it turns out we we might have some overlap. But I, I, I brought forward to the yard today, so I might be switching one of mine out. There are a lot of good uh, fantasy and sci-fi book covers, but it's hard to pick the best, you know? And then it's also hard to find a good quality image of the best. Jake, I had the opposite reaction. Going through, like, all these... I, I did not think that things were very good. So, well, but I think what... we should we should talk about this when, when we get to the actual set. Segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We're going to start with news, as we usually do. If you're not interested in that, and just want to hear covers skip to about like halfway through is usually where we end up talking our actual uh, competition. So news this month, Battleground by Jim Butcher, the latest Dresden came out right at the end of September. And we pretended like we had read it when we reduced when we released that uh, October recap or the September recap. But now we've actually read it. We spent a significant portion of October reading and reviewing that. And I know, Jake, you haven't gotten fully into Dresden yet. So unfortunately, you might be a little, you might not be in this conversation as much. But (laughs) Ben and Josh, I know us three, we were really into the book. For the most part, we liked it. But I mean, it was a little divisive, though. There's a lot that happened and uh, so pretty big moments. And uh, we've had a lot of reaction on our video that lots of people want to tell us what they think about this one. Yep. And what fans want you to know is that Butcher was forced, was tortured to to make it two books by the publisher. And yes, we have had so many YouTube comments telling yeah. us that. <laughs> how did how does that work? So, so I guess that his book was gonna be so long that the publisher did not have the capabilities to print it all in the same book. 
And so they said that unless it was going to be like a $50 or $60 hardcover book, then he would have to print it as two separate books released a couple months apart. He wanted to release them within a week. Publishers said they didn't have the capacity to do that either. So is this like a, a COVID supply chain issue or? No, no, no. It's a publisher thing. So you have Tor that they have some kind of affiliate that publishes textbooks is my understanding. So that's why they're able to pump out Brandon Sanderson's 1200 page bricks. But this oh, okay. other publisher, I think it's Ace or something. They don't, yeah. they don't really have that. They're not, they just don't have the capabilities to handle it. So they'd have to partner with someone else. Yada, yada. I mean, it's a whole like, it's all business thing. And so Josh actually just uh, put out a whole video recapping this and his opinion on it. So I don't know if you want to cover that at all, yeah, Josh. I'll, I'll just give a little <laughs> mini version of my rant. And again, like I cover this more in detail, but I have not seen the interview that everybody references where Jim Butcher kind of explains this. I I wasn't able to like scrub through the uh, dozens of hours of videos that he, of interviews that he gave leading up to the book. So this is all based on YouTube comments, which we all know is the most reliable place to find good information. So Absolutely. My my uh, kind of thesis that I've developed is that there's two ways to view this and both of them don't support the that your consumers are better off with two videos, right? Or with two books. Because <laughs> in one instance, maybe if you're just buying hardcovers, you might save a, like 10 to $20 maybe, assuming that the hard you can get a deal on the hardcover as two separate books for like 20 bucks each. And then the other one, you could not find a deal. And that was going to cost you $60. So maybe you could conceivably get like 60 or like save $20 on the hardcovers. Okay. So maybe you could yeah. save 20 bucks. Everybody else that consumes it through electronic cover, like eBooks or Kindle books or audio books, they're all screwed out of making an additional purchase. Right. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. And I'm I'm thinking more from the logistics of like story wise, like me being a non Dresden fan. I've read up, I read the first two and haven't felt the need to continue thus far. But the de- the decision to to split a book, like, w- did it feel forced? Well, you know, so I guess that, you guys have that, done the that. Was my other my point two of my rant was that the people that are buying hardcovers should be invested enough that they want they should want most of all that narrative to be like exactly perfect and i think it's pretty clear that this suffered narratively from being split into two books i don't know at me on discord but that's probably going to get you the most flack that opinion it's pretty clear i'm not saying that the books were bad because yeah. those are two like i think top half entries of dresden but jim butcher wanted to do one book and so of course it's going to suffer narratively if he has yeah. to split it up, I'm not saying that he didn't do a good job at it because I think he did, but I think that it would have been better as one book. There was some kind of strange things. Like I know there was, we're not going to talk any spoilers at all, but there was one instance where something happened to a character and then right at the beginning of Battleground, it was referenced again. But if you hadn't just read Peace Talks, you'd be like, wait, what was this? Because there was like zero background given. So it was obviously something that would have made sense if it was one book, but since mm-hmm. it was two books, you're like, yeah, yeah. So there was there's a little discontinuity. Do you know how early on or late on that decision was forced upon him mm, and like the writing? Not sure. I remember maybe in the famous interview it'll be there. It was a few years ago. It was like two years ago that they announced that they were breaking it up. I thought it was a while ago. But I mean, in the process of him writing I it, I don't think so. I mean, 
Do you remember when the book trailer dropped for Peace Talks and then the end of Peace Talks, it was like, and Battleground September. That was a big thing, right? Like that was a surprise. So I think I don't think fans knew until earlier this year. Okay. I have no idea to answer your question, though, Jake. Okay. That's my rant, though. Listen to Josh's video for more details. (laughs) Yeah. Seemed like we got a lot of details there (laughs) to make a short story long. By the time this episode comes out, Josh's video will probably have gone viral and all the Dresden fans will hate us. I know. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, we all really like Dresden. You cannot read 17, 16 books of a series and not like it. 17 plus two whole short stories. There's 19. We've read 19 books, 19, 400 plus page books. So we are big. We are big Dresden fans. If that if that video takes off too much, we might have to unlist it. (laughs) (laughs) all right so and battleground was very good there was a lot that happened obviously it was a battleground it was a big game changer we're all looking forward to the next entry after this one and i'm looking forward to going to chicago and checking out some of the sites that happened there maybe one day on to the next our next book so it's october 26th right now and don chart is supposed to come out at the end of the month we're kind of in the same situation so i'm assuming don chart is like kind of in between the two this is brandon sanderson's novella so we're going to read this as soon as it comes out and get a review out pretty quickly but we're all excited for that one apparently that one got a lot bigger than he was expecting wait so that's coming out at the, at the end of this month I thought that yeah was then like Ooh. no in like a few days oh wow yeah because it comes out before uh, uh rhythm of war comes out yeah dang do, it's do we know primarily the from Rissen's perspective and some uh, lopen or the lopen and Sanderson said it was supposed to be like 25K words and it being like 57K, which oh, is nice. honestly more than even a novella. So it's like a short book here, at least 150-ish pages. So alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, I'm way excited. Like um, this whole, like the month of October or November, I'm excited to just get Don Shard, start that up. And I mean, we'll see how fast we burn through it, right? But the idea would be as soon as you're done with Don Shard, then Rhythm of War comes out. <laughs> There'll be a solid two weeks in between. We're trying to figure out how we want to cover Rhythm of War. Right now we're talking about doing videos for every part. And then That'd that way idea. it's still a little bit serialized to kind of take off from my uh, chapter reviews. We can cover a little bit more than one chapter, maybe. An episode per chapter once the whole book comes out would be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for that book. <laughs> we could have a spinoff anthology podcast that's just like Rhythm of War podcast, you know, like people do with Mal's and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but Stephen has been doing a great job on those on those chapter summaries. Check those out if you want some Rhythm of War hype. Yeah, those have been fun to do. Only three more weeks, I think. I wonder what the um, percentage of people who are going to read Rhythm of War that have not like started reading the chapters ahead of time. I think it's pretty high, man. Like Is here's it? the thing, even like for example, my father-in-law has read all the the three previous books, but he had no idea like when the next one was even coming out. So there's like a definite sub like segment of the population that enjoys these books but aren't like creating fantasy book content for the internet. <laughs> Wait, seriously? (laughs) Those people do exist. I feel like the people who really love, the people who love the series are the majority of the people who read it. And the people who love the series are anxiously awaiting the next one. So I feel like the majority of people who have read Stormlight know 
when Rhythm of War is coming out. I don't know, man. I think you have some confirmation bias here. There's plenty of there's plenty of book series that people read, but they don't they don't spend their time thinking about when the next one's going to come out. Yeah, Jake, you're you're living in the Phantology echo chamber here. (laughs) Not everyone is is like us. (laughs) That may be true, but I don't. I just can't imagine liking something so much and then just okay, now I'm done. I have no idea. Like not interested in knowing when the next one's coming out. So I I think that there's a a pretty high amount of people that haven't read the chapters. I think yeah. a lot of people probably know that it's coming out, but I didn't even read the chapters leading up to Oathbringer because I did for sure. <laughs> I know, but I, I wasn't really into that. Like I tried reading one or two and I just didn't enjoy it. Cause I like binge reading, you know, Yeah. but here's the thing though, Jake, how would you get that information? So say for example, you read Oathbringer when it came out a few years ago you're not following anybody. You're like, you're not really on social media that much. Like my father-in-law, he's not on social media. He's not, you know, like following these things that would tell him when the book's going to come out. So like, how would he hear Google. about it? Yeah. But he's not staying there Googling every day. So <laughs> I think I everyone's I, Googling every day. <laughs> depends on how much information Google knows about you. Actually, th- yeah. this is true because I was at my dentist and he's read all the books. He's read the first three. And he didn't know when Rhythm of War was coming out either. Ooh, see, my father-in-law is also a dentist, so it seems like this is a dentist <laughs> problem. <laughs> no, it seems like it's a generational thing. And I feel like the vast majority of Brandon Sanderson consumers are millennials and younger who are pretty apt at finding out information on the internet. Outside of father-in-laws, I guess. Outside father-in-laws. <laughs> yeah. But to that point, my mom loves the series as well. And I told her new one's coming out. She's like, oh, they're making another one? I'm like, yeah, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Not done. So we've identified. Anybody over the age of 50 will have zero clue that this book is coming out unless we at Phantology do our jobs and remind them. Shout out to my mom. I love you. (laughs) Anybody that's our age that has a parent or somebody else in their life, share Phantology with them. Yeah. We also all know how much our parents listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. They have no idea that this thing's coming out. And we put yeah. out an episode a week for the past like three months. <laughs> hey, my father has read these and he does know because I have informed him. You've evangelized your your love of the book. Exactly. Form. You guys should see a, a Stephen's family group chat. All his posts are just links to new Phantology videos. That's all he sends in there to keep his family I would like up. to know <laughs> how you say Are you on that group No, too? this is fictional. This is fictional. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a joke to go along with what you said. <laughs> I could see it. You know what? I wonder, we have a friend named Jared. He's not part of the podcast, but he has also read all these books. I wonder if he knows when this that's, book is coming That's a out. good point. I, I could see him not knowing. Jared, yeah, okay. Jared's so focused on life, though. I think I think this is where we've arrived at. If you have a life yeah. outside of fantasy books, then you, <laughs> you will probably not know don't when know. The is coming out. That makes sense. That, that eliminates out. me. Yeah. <laughs> Common thread. Okay. But the, the the reason I brought this question up is is more for the, the the chapters. I have a a coworker who is around our age who loves the series, but she refuses to to read the chapters. And I like get it, and I don't. Like I get, like you said, Josh, not wanting to do it in a serialized format where you have to wait. But like at this point, so many chapters are out. How do you not just figure like you start in the book, you know, and they have the audio out. 
It's so tempting not to just dive in. They have in. the audio. That was a big deal. I think, honestly, at least 30% of the reason why I'm reading it is so I don't accidentally get something spoiled for me, like in the months leading yeah, up to it. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's because I'm around all this content all the time. So if, if you're not around it... Yeah, the fantasy content world is dark and full of spoilers, so watch out. <laughs> nice. We do do our best on Discord to keep things spoiler-free, but you know, every now and then things leak through. Yeah. yeah. What, what can you do? We did just recently upgrade our Discord. We're calling it Phantology 2.0. So if you'd like to talk with us more, uh, join our Discord. Our links are in the episode descriptions. You can go in there and choose which episodes you or which series you like. And then those channels will appear. And then you can go back in and delete them or whatever. It's it's all very uh, personalized and very fun. There's emojis. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's a big piece of October news for Phantology. <laughs> Steven did a great job with this. I, I do also just want to further plug our Discord. It's a really good size. I believe there's like 150 people on there, but maybe, I don't know, a couple dozen that are pretty active. But I've started joining other, you know, like BookTuber and YouTuber uh, Discords. And I feel like overwhelming. overwhelmed, you know, because there's, you know, just so many conversations going all the time. And yeah. I feel like if I ever say something, maybe one person will reply, but then somebody else will change the conversation. Our Discord's yeah. a good size where like, if you go on there, you're definitely going to get people responding and be able to like finish the conversation that you want to have. And oh, usually one of us, if we've read the content, will um, respond. Yeah, think about that. You can have a personal conversation with one of us. <laughs> How lucky what a you. treat, wow. listener! So join our Discord and help it become big enough that it's it's overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I don't like. Anyway. Be part of that because <laughs> I really enjoy our Discord and going on there. So I was like, hmm, I should go join other Discords. And then you know what? I don't enjoy it as much. We'll put the the fear into you. Join our Discord and before we limit the size of it, and you cannot ever get oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah. Until somebody Ooh, else leaves. Yeah, limited mm. space. Hard cap at un- unknown number. <laughs> For a limited time only until you become a Patreon, then we'll let you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know how to limit the number of people that can yeah. come into Discord. Ontology <laughs> 3.0. That, that's 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did go to join a Discord and you had to be a $5 a month Patreon to do it. I, yeah, I think that they do that for, it's like the Patreon perk of like YouTube channels and stuff like that. Yeah. Which also we are very grateful for our Patreon, Patreons, Patrons. 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 Patrons are members of Patreon. Patreon is the platform. Sure. And we're yeah. grateful so for thank all you. of Shout our, out. our Discord members right now as well. Josh, that sounds like some Discord you'd run into on the dark web, man. What's going on? <laughs> no, no. It, it was a big... I don't want to like throw the YouTube channel under the bus, but the YouTube channel has like 2 million subs on it. Like It's, it's uh, one of the bigger YouTube channels. I think I know what channel you're talking about. <laughs> they, do, they do Harry Potter stuff? Yeah. I think that's the channel. <laughs> Nice, nice, good. That's fantology reading. Like you can read each other's minds on here. <laughs> yeah, well, we've known each other for a few years. All right, so moving past books and random fantology information. So there were some TV shows. The boys finished up in October. We actually released a, a review on that, so you can get our full thoughts there. Dune was delayed, unfortunately. Bad news. And then His Dark Materials Season 2 is coming out next month. That was announced. I don't, I don't know if there was other stuff. I guess The Mandalorian comes out on the 31st. So that's technically yeah. October. That'll run through November and December too. Is it Season 2 for His Dark Materials? Or are they doing like the second half of Season 1? Because I heard there was Season like... Season 2. Okay. 
I obviously haven't watched it, but I heard there was like some cuts due to COVID for season one. So I didn't know if they were just like filling it in or. They were going to do an extra episode in season two that got cut. Oh, in season that two. That was like okay. all Azriel backstory and James McAvoy. And I was really disappointed to hear that, unfortunately. Yeah, because that was the one thing you wanted more of in season one. So mm. that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. COVID strikes again, unfortunately. I mean, worse things than this have happened, obviously. So the boys, we all liked it. I mean, yeah. for for the most part, like there were some ups and downs, but it was a pretty solid season. Also, I think Mandalorian comes out October 30th. Ah, yeah. It's, yeah, that that's good. Yeah. You don't, we don't want people to be too excited for the 31st thing. Be mad because yeah. they missed opening night. Or yeah. They, they, they can live tweet it. get it all spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> when did the Dune trailer come out? Was that September? Have we talked yeah. about that? That's it, when I first saw it. Yeah. Okay. Did we talk about that last month? Because if not, it was a it looks like a very high quality movie that they're putting out. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if we even talked about it. So I saw the trailer when I went and saw Tenant. Same. That was in September. Yeah. Same. And I think Jake is our is our somewhat Dune expert. I've started that book uh, like three times and haven't finished it. So I, I think I'm the only one of us who's finished it. I'm not the expert though. <laughs> <laughs> so I swore to read it, but I don't remember exactly what the wording was because I either said I will read it before the movie comes out or I said I will read it before the end of the year when the the movie comes out. Is that what I said? Okay. Then I I need to read it in December. Steven's really slippery. Even if if the movie is... With his consumption commitment. We call Steven. Steven, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? Uh, I'm reading Dune. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 4.0 speed. (laughs) (laughs) Just so all of our listeners also know, back in like... I don't know, December of last year, January, January Stephen said, quote, I will give everybody here a no, no, no. million we don't need dollars to. <laughs> if yeah. COVID personally affects your life. Not fantasy I have had book COVID. related. I have personally had COVID. So eventually Stephen will have to pay up on his, on his promises. Please don't distribute that to everyone else. I'm going to have to pay more millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my ice cold takes before things really took off. <laughs> I think that was before we even had any cases in the United States when he said it that. was. It was yeah. like when it was a it was a twinkle in China's eye. Yeah. yeah. So to be fair, like it wasn't a terrible take at the time, but yeah, it did really did not age well. Back to the Dune stuff. I'm no expert in Dune. I've only ever read the first book like once or twice, but I really liked it. So I'm really excited for the movie. Bittersweet that they're postponing it. Bitter because obviously we'd like to watch it now, but it sounds like it's going to be part one of two and two is only guaranteed if one does well. So I'd rather they delay it so we can get, you know, back to where box offices are actually profitable in order to guarantee a second. But this is kind of like a Kickstarter campaign for the second movie. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. They need to hire Sanderson here. Does Kickstarter as well. We're currently doing a Dune read along, which in our discord, which was started with the intent to finish it just in time for the movie coming out. Um, so people are still reading it and still posting their, their thoughts in there, but uh, we have a lot more time to read it. <laughs> We've gotten a new, an extension on this homework assignment. <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear it. Hey, let me just say, I've watched the first episode of dark Jake. So I actually started that promise. Oh, I know. Yeah. But I say you're slippery with your <laughs> commitments because it's taking you forever. You were I'll supposed do it to eventually. That. You were supposed to watch that forever. Yeah. Steven, you you can't you can't grab Steven. You have to like trap him in a corner. Yeah. 
Okay, more fantasy news. I feel like I have two things that I mentioned to talk about too. So, yeah. So I wanted to talk about two lists that came out. Yeah. One was on Reddit. One was from Time. Which one do you want to do first? The so the one on Reddit was top novels of the decade from the tens, the twenty tens, and then the Time one was the top one hundred best fantasy books of all time, ever. That one may be a little more controversial. Should we start with the Reddit one and kind of ease our way in? Okay, I have I have the I've read it geared up. Honestly, this list is a little confusing to me because it's titled Top Fantasy Novels of the Decade. Novels, but the first entry is called The Stormlight Archive, <laughs> which is not a novel. But just kind of like looking over this list in general, there's a few head scratchers here for me. I'm gonna be honest. Well, okay, we can all agree that Stormlight Archive is great, right? So how do we feel about the number one spot here? Yeah, I think it's got to be Stormlight Archive. As far as, I mean, I don't know what the grading criteria was, but this is the series that has taken fantasy by storm this past 10 years. Yeah. And I the agree. votes reflect that. I mean, it's a, it's a killer. 222, almost double second place. Yeah. Broken Earth. I have not, I have not read the Broken Earth. I'm so confused by Broken Earth. Neither, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. I started the first book. It was super weird. Gave up on it. I know two other people, Ryan read the whole thing. He was like, meh on it. One of our big Discord contributors was like, meh on it. My uncle read the whole thing. He was like, yeah, it was all right. But it has this huge following and I do not understand. I mean, let me know if you're a big fan of this, why I should read again. I'm willing to give it another shot, but I just think it's so strange that it's been pushed so hard, but I haven't ever heard anything super great about it from anyone personally. Okay. And then number three, the Kingkiller Chronicle. Is this like a slight yeah, gab? Because it's not Chronicles, isn't it? Shouldn't it be Chronicles? Are they like insinuating uh, something with not? Including I don't know about. I don't know about that. It might just be Chronicle. We'll have to fact check that. <laughs> but I think it's funny that this is. It's just Chronicle. Just Chronicle. Just okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jake. But I think it's funny that Wise Man Fear came out in 2010. Came out at the end of 2010. The very beginning of the of the decade, one literally one book has been published. <laughs> no, no, no. Comes it was, in number three. It was it was March twenty eleven, right? Was it eleven? Yeah. yeah, yeah, March twenty eleven. All right, okay. So one year in. <laughs> yeah, really making some headway. So okay, we don't know Ragon King Killer, but I think we can yeah. all agree that unless something happens here, this list should not appear on. I mean. The fact that this list is going to be able to, that this series is going to be able to appear on the 2010s and if it's finished on the 2020s is pretty sad. I Hopefully mean, I, finish on the 2020s. Yeah, I think we're all, we're all Hopefully. hoping for that. We're all hoping. I, I hope for it. This is the time where Ryan, if he was on with us tonight, would <laughs> would say something yeah. uh, snotty about Rothfuss. Still has not responded to the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Steven's Mistborn Era 2. I, I, Steven's not a yeah. fan of this? Steven's Mistborn Era 2? <laughs> I, I honestly thought Mistborn Era 2 was a little, like, I think they should have at first, like, just stuck with that first book, let it be, like, a filler, you know? But then once it got to the last book that's come out, I was like, okay, I like this. Like, I like what they're doing with it. It just took a couple yeah, books for me to get to I, I, where I had the same exact opinion. The plot felt important. Yeah. But a lot of people love it. I love it. Okay. I, I really like it. I like the new Alamanti... Yeah, that part's that really cool. Doing. Yeah, not a steampunk person. All right, Red Rising is sweet. Yeah, Red Rising, agree. I loved, I think that that's probably in my top five for sure. What are your thoughts on Red Rising being above Lightbringer? I don't so like I'm it. I'm only on book two of Lightbringer. I so. haven't read Lightbringer. 
I I still have not been able to finish Red Rising because I can't get into it, and I love Lightbringer. Oh, that's right. So. To me, so I haven't read Lightbringer, but to like from hearing it from you guys, it sounds like a top tier series. And Red Rising to me was like a good one, but definitely like lower end. It was like that was really enjoyable, but nothing I'm gonna like. Red Rising is one that can really appeal to a lot more people. It's That's not true, a high yeah. reading level, super action packed, yeah, not super accessible. sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah, very very accessible. So yeah. I see why it's so high up. Why I see why there's a lot of fans. I like it quite a bit. But I do think something like Lightbringer needs more. It needs more of a fandom around it because it's a really cool series. Yeah. And then I think that it's cool that a memory of light was put in here because it's kind of a final chapter of uh, Wheel of Time. Yeah. Let's move it up a bit, though. 11. Are you kidding me? I think it's because, I mean, I'm assuming that these other things are newer, whereas this was, you know, the the end of such a series that spanned decades that it's like, okay, we liked it, but it's not really a part of, it didn't really yeah. feel as much a part of the decade, but I did want to uh, read those murder bot books. That sounded good. No idea what that's about, but <laughs> the name sounded cool. It's intriguing. And then on uh, n- number seven books of Babel, we have a discord following that's reading through those and they really like those. So we'll have to get to those. Yeah. Powder mage, powder mage should go up in my opinion. I really like powder mage. I think uh, it's a bit, well, if you're just looking at 2010s, probably if yeah, I were I'm like just, ranking in my all time series, I'd probably put it somewhere around like 15 to 20. What, what do we think about the poppy war being pretty far down? I That's read surprising. That one. It feels like more, feels like it has a bigger following online, especially because it makes it into the times top 100 books of all time. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Children of Time 31 is way good. Um, my wife caught me that for Christmas a couple years ago, and it's just a really good standalone uh, sci-fi story. If you're into like kind of a harder sci-fi, that's a really good book. Wow. Abercrombie right next to Ealing- Islington? Ellington? Yeah. Islington. Yeah. Wow. Okay, what that's the heck? way too far down. Abercrombie. Okay, so The Heroes comes in at 17, which is weird. I mean, The Heroes was good, but... A Little Hatred is really good. I said it was my favorite book of 2020 so far. I, th- I think I actually said that Trouble with Peace was better, but I'm kind of prone to just throwing stuff out there. Anyway, both of these books should be a lot higher because Joe Abercrombie does not get enough credit. Abercrombie and Brent Weeks need to be higher up on this list. Well, it, okay. it just surprises me that the difference between those, like that Weeks is up at number 15 or 16 or something, and then Abercrombie is down at 37. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, and then the fact that like so many things are coming in above change it, like Jim Butcher. Now keep in mind, we're already at vote totals of like nineteen and twenty. So like Yeah, not a lot of input. If we yeah. would have posted this on our Discord, we could have like swayed the swayed the thing ourselves, you know. So I'm not putting too much stock into those the list at yeah, this point. Yeah, we it's a little weird. And it's weird that one Dresden book you got in, like, why not the whole series? Like Sanderson yeah. got all of Stormlight Archive. Yeah, it's interesting. Like what series got? Well, I guess was all of Stormlight. Yeah, I think Stormlight started in twenty ten. Yeah, so that's probably why. All right, should we go over to the time list? Well, okay. I wanted to point out one other thing. So Brandon Sanderson got four hundred thirty two votes in this. The next highest person was one hundred twenty nine. So Sanderson was like three and a half times more votes than second place. And ten books. Ten books the- in the decade. 10 titles. But, yeah. but that's also going to uh, be why he might have gotten more votes is because he had 
you know, twice as many times. Yeah, but still, it's just, it's pretty impressive yeah. to me that, like, you know, from the second place, that's not, like, I bet you could total up the next, like, three people, four people, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't even match it. Abercrombie did land Hughes looks like top five or six yeah. of the authors, so that's good. All right. Yeah, all right, that was another, like, an interesting, different look at it. Yeah. So, anyway, I wanted to point that out. Yeah, okay, let's look at time. All right, another poll where there's some weird stuff happening is the time poll. <laughs> so I'll just give a little primer. They had a board of people of like established authors come in and pick their favorite books throughout time. They could not not nominate their own book. However, I think most of them did have books that were ended up on the list. So there is definitely some like bias going on here. But let's just get that out of the way. And so, so you think you think the bias is since they couldn't nominate their own books these great authors couldn't have their books that no josh is saying that they were that they were having their friends nominate them well well, like yeah so i don't know who all the authors were on the panel but most of them ended up having a book on the list from what i understand so here's the other thing people did not have very favorable opinions of this on our discord so we might also be in an echo chamber chamber where we maybe just surround ourselves with people that like different styles of books than these. I purposely Let's go through the not, books. did not participate in the discussion on discord because I don't know. I wasn't interested at the time. So maybe I'll have a fresh take outside okay. the echo chamber. Okay. Okay. So we, this is, starts from the beginning. Like this, this is, is way chronologically, back. Right. So yeah. this yeah. is, yeah, it goes by date. Arabian nights. I, I, I could see that belonging there and Alice in Wonderland. I think those are good picks. Also, Wonderland is such a good book. It's like legitimately has a lot of funny moments. And then Through the Looking Glass, yeah. And then, yeah, and so keep on going. So Oz is really good. We do some C.S. Lewis, Lewis, obviously. Mary Poppins, Lion Witch, yeah. Don Treader is awesome, so that's got to be on there. Tolkien, I think, yeah, all three of the Lord of the Rings make it on there. We do have a criticism here, like why put more, like if it's the influential most influential books just put lord like put the trilogy or something you know yeah they could have done that with alice in wonderland and uh c.s lewis well i think that was our criticism of the reddit post so here we're saying this is actually split up into different (laughs) individual books well they serve different purposes i think i don't this is like most influential james and the giant peach gave me major nightmares as a kid the movie (laughs) dude i just showed it to liam my son my three-year-old son uh yeah (laughs) He was a little freaked out by the spider. They make what about the, the rhino, the peach juice stuff. The smoothie looks so good. Do you guys ever read the Phantom Tollbooth? No, but I've def- like I've definitely heard people talk about it all the time. It's so great! I had an old copy when I was a kid. Read that so many times. Nice wrinkle in time. I read that a couple of years ago, or maybe just wrinkle time ago. is we- it's weird stuff, man. Dragonflight almost made it on my top covers for cover art. Okay, preview. <laughs> Wizard of Earthsea, I hear so many like modern authors cite as like a really good. Yeah, I think uh, we had a Reddit, we had a Discord member just read uh, Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah, really liked it. So, yeah, we get another uh, Swiftly Tilting Planet is one of the sequels to Wrinkle of Time. So that's another one that's watership down. down. Yeah, Yeah, Princess Bride, Tuck Everlasting. I feel like those are good. All makes it in again. Yeah, these are good. I mean, this is like a pretty solid foundation of fantasy. Redwall. Yeah, Redwall belongs there. And now we make it up to the 90s here with yeah, Eye of the World. That's where we start getting, getting our Eye say. of the World, Good Omens. 
No way, man. I just read off all those books that I'd read previous to this. Well, okay. Fair enough. Out, is Outlander, is that the one that the show's based off of? Yeah. I haven't watched the show or read the book, but it's a phenomenon now. It's fairly inf- influential, yeah, yeah, obviously. Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted, I feel like, is questionable. I've heard it's a really good book. Neverwhere is a really Neverwhere is a really good book. Although I think if I really like Stardust by Neil Gaiman, but I really like Neverwhere. I like too. Stardust a lot. Did you read Ella Enchanted, Stephen, or just watch the movie? I probably read it when I was a kid because my sister had it checked out from the library, and I read everything. Harry Potter. It's weird that Prisoner of Azkaban is on here before Sorcerer's Stone. Like you think to me, like all the Harry Potters are pretty much the like one continuous thing. So I wonder why they went with the third one. Yeah, yeah. The th- I mean, they like the third one, obviously. So the third one and the sixth one, to, to spoiler alert, is okay. down a little bit further. We skipped over both of the his dark materials. Well, the first two his dark materials. So that's two. Yeah. In one list, and then Storm of Swords is pretty much regarded as the best song of ice and fire. Yeah. To date, so that makes sense. That it's on there, but again, American you know, Gods. only one of that one. Yeah, another Neil Gaiman. So Sanderson makes it in here. Half-Blood Prince, which we actually just reviewed. Mistborn, Name of the Wind. City of Glass was not good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's a few. This is kind of where I get start to question some yeah. of this stuff. I feel like some of these are in here. Like, I don't I mean, I don't want to get political, but it does seem like a lot of it's just near to like expand the voices of authors. And like, that's fine. Like that's influential for authors, but. At the same time, it's not necessarily like the best fantasy books. Like the list is called 100 best fantasy books. And I take that to mean like the most popular, the highest quality. And well, some of these, I don't I think mean, we really don't, fit that. We don't know like the impact. A lot of these books that are coming up now are books that we wouldn't like aren't really in our interest, but we don't know how it's impacted fantasy as a whole. You know, we're in our, yeah. own, our own corner of the fantasy. But Jake, you genre. have all these things and the way of Kings is not even on here. I mean, talk about an influential book that's obviously influenced people right away already, and it's not on this yeah. list. Like, what? That's so weird to me. That's true. Miss Mistborn is so a lot of those same ways that. Yeah, my only thing with this is I'm I'd like to see the reasoning on why they did and didn't pick multiples from the same author or the same series. I guess like what the criteria for that was. Yeah, and I mean, we're not even familiar with some of these. It's, Okay, an ember in the ashes, which is yeah, coming up. Like I, I read that, that was one. super average. Did, did you read that one, Stephen? I started, didn't even get through. I mean, I've heard like it's a good series, but top, yeah, influential. Like really, I, and... I, I enjoyed it. Like it was kind of fun to read, but I felt like I was watching like a TV show on, yeah, CW or something. And one of the other books in the series is in the, like two of this se- series. Are in here, and let me say again: zero of the Stormlight Archive. That's <laughs> questionable. I, I want to read Wall of Storms by Ken Liu. He's the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, oh, he's the guy who trans. Yeah, he's the guy, he's who, the guy who translated uh, the three, three body, body problem, and he's oh, had yeah. a couple. He's had some of his stories adapted in that Love, Death, and Robots thing, uh, which was pretty interesting. So he's on my to read list. Okay. I mean, I'm just going to say there's three N.K. Jemisin books in here. Really? Yeah. Have you have you read anything by her? I haven't. <laughs> no, she's the she's the Broken Earth that I said I, I wasn't Oh, into. Broken Earth. Okay. So, so Poppy War? I Both think po- of I the think, Poppy War. I think Poppy War deserves to be in here. And I am 
currently sitting at 45% of the way through Dragon Republic. Dragon Republic. And it's good, but I don't, man, if you're looking at best books, I just don't see some of these as the best yeah, books ever. Both of these? But yeah. I, I will just say from like Stephen on the flip side of you, not wanting to get political, we're all four count Ryan, five white guys that are all the same age that, you know, all like the same things, you know? So our interests yeah. obviously aren't the only interest that needs to be yeah. represented. And, and best is such a, like a vague term. Yeah. You know? So it could be best in a lot of different ways, but I mean, there's so many different ways to, to, to count that. So like our version of what is best isn't, you know, isn't going to line up with someone else's criteria. Well, if they want to make this list, why not say 100 most influential? Yeah. It's, it's not like this is some award. Oh, see, the Dragon Republic also making those lists. That's where I don't agree, man. You can you can get the Poppy War on there, but Black Leopard, Red Wolf, I hear is really good. I started it, but then I didn't finish it before I checked it out. I've heard it's like totally overrated and kind of weird. Really? Everyone I've talked to says it's amazing. That's Reddit. Yeah, look at the Goodreads reviews, man. It's like three stars. Man, you can't trust Goodreads. You can when it's three stars. Rage of Dragons, you guys are reading that right now, right? Yeah, definitely yeah. deserves to be on here. Definitely. You know, you know what we should do? We need to read all these books. <laughs> oh wow. In the in the next month or so, you know. And then do our own like decide which ones actually belong on here. You can do that, Jake. Oof. I think that'd be a good all right. maybe for the next decade we'll be able to I mean, do we've that. Read, yeah. We've read probably a quarter of them, right? You think there are 25 books on here we've read? And then I have, yeah. We're used to reading like epic fantasy, which is really long. How many of these books do you think are in that range? So probably count not two as or many. Three of maybe them maybe as if one. we run out of content for 2021, we can start doing that. Jake's about to like start debating the meaning of time in this of all time. <laughs> Does this include all future books as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to transition over to our top three fantasy book covers. So we're just going to go one at a time. Um, I think some of us have, we're going to try to do Zoom backgrounds. Some of us have just like a phone. We won't be sharing screens, whatever. Technology will be available to show you the cover that we're trying to talk about on YouTube. So if you want to see the actual cover, check it out on YouTube. If you're listening, we'll try to describe it as much as possible. The idea here is in November, we're going to submit this to Twitter. We're going to uh, get submissions from people and then run our little bracket. There's a prize for the winner based off the science of the Twitter poll, which we all know is infallible. So who wants to go first with their top three covers? And we're going to try to like, I don't know, we're, we're going to say try to stick to the US covers, but I have some that are like some of the covers are really pretty if it's not uh, just the I don't think most should, popular covers. So. I don't think we should stick to just US. The thing is, I think the rule here is unless you submit a different picture to us on Twitter, yeah. And we're going to going to use the US cover. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And the I I would say the other thing is this is nice cuz it's kind of like the most broad thing you can do, but like try and keep it fictional, right? Like we're not we're not about to post like nonfiction covers on here. Oh, aren't they just fantasy and sci-fi? Yeah. Well, that's why it's called fantasy. Well, f- I'm I'm just saying like I know that we're going to get somebody on like does this count as fantasy or sci-fi or is this fiction or so does this include collective collector covers as well, like the Folio Society covers? Yeah, so Folio Society doesn't really have special covers. They just their do the books are super high quality. 
Okay. As I, as I look up at my Folio Society books. <laughs> oh, right <there>. Minor flex. <laughs> Stupid flex. Yeah. All right. It'd be, it'd be cooler if I had my camera on them. But I do have some. I, I have one from Subterranean Press, which is one of my favorite. I'll, I'll go first. I, I don't put it as Dr. Stevens flexing over there. <laughs> All right. Let's see, Josh. All right. You see? All right. We're looking nice. at Josh's screen. It's coming with Lies of Lock. All okay. right. Okay. Number that, one. That one? That one almost made my list as well. Very, very nice, pretty. Same here. Ooh, all right. I thought, dang, I thought I was going to be like legit with this one. This one, the more you look at it, the more there is to see the detail is outstanding. And it has a definite like feel to it, right? It gives you yeah. a really good understanding of what the book is going to be. Like the book is definitely gritty. It feels kind of dirty when you're reading it. Like yeah. the prose is really good. It's like fantasy Venice basically is the setting. Yeah. And just the the artwork on this, like the the light, the lighting, the way the lighting is done is really intriguing. Like the splashes of red. I, I, I'm not like, a, like I'm getting too uh, artistic with this, but the more you look at this cover, the more there is to like about it. Yeah. Nice. Love the so style. Why did you choose this one over? There's another Lies of Lachnamore cover that has like kind of a guy standing on a on a pole. And no, it's, it's, it's a similar style to this. Oh, yeah. This is the one I always think of, but you're right. I do know which cover you're talking about. There's uh, several. Yeah. The cover I see for the second uh, Gentleman Bastards book, the Red red Seas Under Red Skies, is a big downgrade in terms of cover art. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they got a different artist or yeah. what. Let's try not to insult any artists. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Josh, what's your next one? Next one is Poppy oh, War. Okay. Very, very simple style. Yeah. So this, this is a kind of a big change from the other one. I really like the simplicity, but it still, again, gets across, I think, of a lot of what's in the book with uh-huh. some of it being a little bit more like ephemeral magic. And, uh, and the style reflects the culture here as yeah. well. You know, it's kind of like this almost uh, Chinese oriental type of art, artwork. Yeah, I really like the second cover too. All right, number three, Rage of Dragons. Josh, is this the Time 100 list? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm liking all of these. <laughs> no, no, but this one is really good. Like the more you look at it, you can see in the like the background, there's like additional artwork uh-huh. uh, with the soldiers back here. And then you get the... I don't want, I'm trying to spoil, not spoil the magic system, but all of this back here, what I thought on my initial first inspection, it's just being kind of like background noise is actually like pretty important to the book. Okay. And then I like the, I like the way that the weapons are behind there. And, and just, again, that the shield is kind of like an African type design, which re- reflects the book, reflects the culture of the book. Yeah. yeah. All so right. as you finish up here, Josh, what qualify like what did you guys use to judge your your picks on kind of broad like what makes a good cover of a book i think most important okay i don't know if most important but for me it's very important to have both really good artwork where i i'm like impressed by it and it really gets um across the feeling of the book if one of those things is off i usually don't like the cover and let's yeah, just say yeah. I, I hate movie book covers. They're like the absolute yeah. worst. Oh, that's the worst. I'll add one more thing to that is I think it should be like 
they say don't judge a book by a cover, but everyone does it. You know, with a fantasy book you haven't read, you look at the cover and it has to also yeah. be attractive and pull you in. Like whether whether the book is boring or not, if it has a good cover, you know, good cover art, you're going to want to take it. It'll a look get at you to it. open it. Yeah. So what about the con- continuity between the series, like the books? Like how accurate Like Because that's one thing that the that the Poppy War has going for it, right? Like it's very flow like it flows very well and i know like even listening to sanderson during like the kickstarter they put a lot of effort into like getting those leather bound books to like look really good sitting on a shelf next to each other oh yeah they do look really good sitting on a shelf next to each other <laughs> Dude's looking at a shelf uh. <laughs> i'll go next mine's kind of the the opposite of uh josh's i feel like all of josh's were newer and more modern covers and mine, mine are not. So starting it off with uh, number All three, right. we got um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. And uh, I picked this one. I wanted to pick a Harry Potter one because I remember as a kid, I loved looking at Harry Potter cover art because you see little bits of the story throughout. And kind of like what Josh said with Rage of Dragons, like after reading the story or getting to certain parts, seeing things you find in the cover like oh that's what that's referring to now you know it's like mm-hmm. like oh this is Bobaton and this is serious spoilers for harry potter everyone <laughs> um, you know what i mean like that's something i really loved with harry potter especially with the fourth one um because there's so much going on in the book i love books that have the continuation from the front yeah. to the back yeah same on the cover yeah that's cool yeah, that's why I really wanted to find the full one. Yeah, one of the reasons I almost picked Harry Potter is because of the font, too. Like yeah. that that font that Harry Potter is written in, it's become yeah. like a font of the world, you know? It's the Harry Potter font, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Disney font. Like, it's so yeah. recognizable. Um, I did find this this alternate cover that I almost picked for it, but decided not to because i had no emotional attachment to it but it's pretty cool Mm. there's a lot of harry potter editions yeah that's the illustrated one yeah i have that is it the illustrated one yeah Yeah. it looked like josh is flexing now yeah (laughs) this is a difference with uh with kids versus without kids (laughs) yeah um okay number two wait wait jake i want to before you move on from harry potter we had somebody on on discord say that perhaps the worst fantasy book cover is the original harry potter harry potter cover artwork the philosopher's stone one no like the like the very like the uk edition the one with the blocky letters i don't know if i've ever seen that can you can you pull that up it's pretty bad i agree i'll i'll have it ready to go on my turn i'll go okay okay and then number two i have from the book hyperion I just love the, and I'm sorry, I have such a tiny uh, picture of it. I couldn't find a big one and like I can zoom in, but the quality is not good as you can Mm. tell. So you're trying to tell us that this is the best fantasy cover art ever and we can't even find a good picture of it. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I had the hardcover book, but you have this beautiful landscape um, and it's it's accurate to the story, like Josh was saying. And I, I really like just the art of it, the colors. And then you have the imposing figure of the Shrike here. And I love kind of that juxtaposition of this seemingly beautiful area. And then this just imposing presence. And it really conveys well, um, aspects of the story there. 
I'm going to say I started Hyperion just like reading it on a whim this week. And it is like a big learning curve, man. I am like, yeah, it's like English class again. It's like literature. (laughs) Anyway, I do not know if I will be continuing with that, but it does have a pretty cool artwork right there. (laughs) Dude, you got to continue. It's so good. There's so many like philosophical pontificating. The problem is, man, I'm reading these books at like between 1130 at night and 12 o'clock at night. Like that is my reading time. So if I'm going to be reading the ideal reading time, (laughs) yeah. Um, and then what's your top one for number one, I'm going with it even older, throwing it even further back. Uh, someone in our discord recently shared this and I just knew I had to use it for this. (laughs) So the original, (laughs) I don't know if it's the original original, but early, early two towers, um, are, I mean, it's got so much going on. You got the, the ring wraith on its fell beast which in this, it's like a, a bat pegasus. And then... That's yeah, a ha- different fell beast than what, what I was expecting. You have the uh, the elven script in the background. Actually, it looks more like dwarven runes. I don't really know. Um, but just like looking at it, it just screams like so fantasy. And like, it's interesting how like the I, the culture of fantasy book art has evolved over time. If you saw someone... Yeah, a little bit. Like, if you saw someone reading a book in this style, with this style of cover today, it'd be like, it, it just would stand out so much more compared to like the Rage of Dragons book, like looks so modern and really cool for our culture. And I was just thinking about how for nerds back in the day, this is what was really cool. And for those of you saying that is not how the winged beast that the Ringwraiths rode should look, I was Googling it. Is it is a fell beast. Fell beast is the name of the beast, yeah. Well, fell beast is just a description of it. It's not like the actual. Uh, according to the Lord of the Rings wiki, it is called the fell beast. Yeah, but if you read further down on the wiki, it says fell beast is just a descriptor for it. It was never officially named. Uh, but okay. um, Both fans of the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, from the wiki, I ascertained that there's no, like, the only real description is that it had like featherless leathery wings that had like like between fingers and bones so kind of like bat like or pterodactyl like or something like that so this very much could have been the creature we don't know but anyways so those are my top three am i up you're up Stephen. all right i'm gonna rely on some zoom technology hey i have six that are really good can i just do six <laughs> okay I'm jo- I'm joking. I'm going to do 3 and then I'll show you my my uh, honorable mentions. Okay, number 3, I'm going to choose this guy. Nice. Is that the uh, graphic novel? No, no, this is Lord of Chaos. This is from the newer editions. Okay. So Lord of Chaos the original one is the puffy shirt book. Right. If you remember, Jake and uh Kate and I just reviewed it. But this is the newer edition. Anyway, this is uh, I don't want to say spoilers to the book, but this is a big climactic scene and it's depicted really cool here with the different factions. And I was a big fan of this artwork. Okay, my second pick is going to be, I mean, you, someone's got to choose this, right? Way of Kings. So I, I don't know how this one doesn't make it on our list. It's just so beautiful. I love the landscape and kind of like what you guys were saying, like you can see what the book is just from this. It's like this alien terrain. It's so unique. You got the huge high storm and you have the warriors in the background. So that's cool. And then my top book, I don't know if you guys will even recognize this, but have you ever seen this cover before? No. Yeah. So this is the heroes 
by Driver Crombie, which made it up onto the Reddit list. And this is the Subterranean Press edition. So this is a this is a limited edition. But <laughs> look at this artwork. Like this is such this artwork is so cool. You got this Northman, this Union man going at each other. They're about to shed all kinds of blood all over the place. And you have the the hero stones in the background. Anyway, this is a fantastic piece. That of really artwork, does so. make it feel like you're right there in the middle, and like you can actually like really envision the war. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, especially with me, like right here in the <laughs> yeah. middle between the. <laughs> yeah, you're about to get killed, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bail out. Okay, so those are my top three. I have a few uh, honorable mentions as well later on. So Ben, what are yours? Okay, so I will also be using this Zoom technology. So this is super cool. So this okay, is, I had this one in my honorable mentions. Yeah, so King Killer. And what does anybody know what edition this is? Because this is for sure is not the one I read. Not the one I it's, read either. Yeah, it's like an international edition. Yeah, but it is so cool. It's leagues beyond what we got too, and it's the American edition. Just everything was really cool. Even even the the loot. I loved it. Okay. Yeah, you see him like looking at the universities. He's wearing this battered clothes. He's got the loot. It just encapsulates the whole, this whole feeling of adventure. It's great. I, I assume this is the, he's looking out at the university here. Yeah, hopefully not like Tarbine. So here is I. I will also include Harry Potter on here. This is just a terrible image. I think that Zoom is like dumbing it down here. But I mean, come on. I remember having a dream as a child, and I was in this image. Like this was me flying <laughs> on a stick, trying to get catch the golden snitch, and man, it's a broomstick, really, man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You you can't see a lot, man. I everyone can picture the first Harry Potter book. Yeah, the first Harry Potter book. You also have Hogwarts in the background. You got Fluffy in the background in Hogwarts. I don't know. Like you guys were saying, it's cooler because you can you can picture what was going on. Yeah. In the book. So here, I, this is I kind of did this like reverse order. Jake might be the only other person that's read this. I've read all but the last book of these, and I didn't read the last book because Jake didn't like it. Which one? Is, so this is the Alvin Maker series. Yeah, by this is the Orson Alvin Scott Maker Card. by Orson Scott Card. Yeah. And let me... Is this the last one? I haven't read no. this series. I know what you're talking about, though. This is uh, the first book. Dang, that's a way cool cover. I didn't... I had, that's cool. I had the two two covers down as the one that I read, which is like a oh, snippet really? of the cool cover. This book is really cool because it really does give you an idea of what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And you like really just want to see what's up with this boy who's examining this new magic that he's found and who his mentor is. I thought it was really cool. I loved it. Yeah. I love the, the detail of the tree and like, I don't know. That's just an amazing cover. I'd never seen that one. That's awesome. Any more honorable mentions? There were a lot of different name of the wind. Um, covers I really liked and honestly it just made me more and more frustrated with the cover that for some reason our the U.S. release that we got for it was terrible the one with like the blue cover yeah. and the guy the hooded it's like a, man it's like yeah. a photo like a cheap photograph it looks like someone just like made that in photoshop real quick sorry to whoever was the art director on that <laughs> I really like the powder mage ones yeah those are cool these are two of them. But I'm just gonna say that whenever I look at that, guy. whenever I look at that image, I think of Jamie Lannister, that first one. I don't know why. Look what look what notification just came on my phone as we're talking about Name of the Wind. Rothfuss tweeted. Patrick Rothfuss tweeted in, in the first time in a while. 
that's like the biggest shade that Twitter can throw. Did he announce the the new book coming out? No, he says, I don't know if I feel very attacked or very seen by Richard Cadre's most recent book. Either way, I do know I enjoyed the hell out of it. If you haven't tried Sandman Swim, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Still yeah, yeah, yeah. no response. I'm, fil- I'm <laughs> right. channeling. So Powder Mage is cool. Also, I love this one. Yeah. I mean, another Lock Lamora, but this like still like totally captures the feeling of the book. And that's such a fun book. These are cool characters. This is Republic of Thieves, yeah. the third book. This one really redeemed. The second one was like meh. The third one, I just finished. Good. I just finished the second one, and I'm very mad about it. So, the, yeah, the, the third, third one is the good, best man. book in the series. Okay, well, we should after November dies down, we should review Gentleman Bastard. Yeah, That'll we need fun. to. It's so good. Yeah, let me share the Harry Potter, the original. I believe this is the original Harry Potter cover. So it's Harry. It's Harry standing in front of the Hogwarts Express oh, with dang. some oh. stars. <laughs> If you had a copy of this book, it's probably worth a lot of pounds, I'm guessing. You know yeah. what? I, it's, not, it's not terrible on its own, but it's just not as good. And like, if I saw this, I imagine this book is probably one that's like a 25-page book, you know? Okay. Well, Harry looks like he's 30. He does not look like an 11-year-old. <laughs> the, the, the blurb is, dot, 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 this is a terrific book by the Sunday <laughs> Dot, <Telegram>. dot, dot. <laughs> And then you have stars that look like they were drawn by, you know, I, I, I don't want it, to. It's embracing the, it's embracing the, like the child. The child, like, yeah. 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 I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a very young kid's book. Yeah. Also, is, is Harry Potter about to get hit by the train? <laughs> That's what it looks like. It could be. It looks like he's crossing the train track. And he's like, oh crap. I, <laughs> I did not know what those flashing lights meant. Even I though I look like muggle. I'm 30. <laughs> I will say, look at, I will say. That is cool that they have the Muggle world and the the Wizarding world combined right there. Like that's cool. Yeah. All right. Any more? Any more honorable mentions? This was fun. Yeah. Well, I will say, if you're doing it on Twitter, vote on what like not necessarily the contents of the book are, just yeah. the con- just the cover. You know what I mean? We're not voting on the best book right here. We're voting on like the we best. We are cover. purely advocating you to judge the book by the cover. That is. It's so hard to separate the two because of the, like I was saying with Harry Potter, like the nostalgia of looking at the cover as I read the book. Right. So I, I also, honorable mention, I can't believe nobody mentioned the first book of The Wheel of Time because that, I mean, there's been so much talked about that cover in terms of like the recent ca- recent casting yeah, and how, how covers of books make us think about protagonists, whereas like maybe that's not how they were actually described in the book. But it was, it was a very... It was certainly a cover that needs to be mentioned. I re- I really like the cover, but it's definitely an old school feel to it. Just people walking kind of thing, which I I thought was fine, but I don't think it was good enough to be on the top list. It is it is really pretty artwork though, and I like how you it can is. see the people trailing behind and the yeah. moon, the drakkar, the trees, and the yeah, yeah, it's cool. There's like a drakkar in almost every cover art of that series. Well, because that was back when you needed to have dragons, and despite True. Wheel of Time having yeah. a dragon and like every page there is no actual. I almost did. I almost put uh, book three, The Dragon Reborn in there. Um, I think that was, has some really cool artwork for the story and everything. This one I think is cool if you see it the way that we can see it now with Steven blocking out, holding up the horn <laughs> because the horn part looks so cheesy to me. It does. But every, everything else looks cool. Like they're they're sneaking around the Trollocs, I suppose are like right behind them like <laughs> i'm using up all of the 
fantasy book covers I already have queued up into Zoom for <laughs> for no reason at all. <laughs> well, this is definitely an episode you guys are going to, if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to want to check out the, the YouTube video of so you can see all these covers. Otherwise, try to blindly Google along. And I'm sorry if you're driving and want to Google, like want to look these up on your phone. Don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't Google and drive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for reminding people of this, yeah, of no this basic safety behavior. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And again, so we will be starting this uh, probably in conjunction with the release of this episode, which will be in early November. Some of our news might be a little dated. Don Chart will be out by then, for example. But thanks for listening. If you'd like to support Phantology, you can do that at patreon.com slash Phantology underscore books. You can find our whole list of catalogs, backlog of podcasts and YouTube videos online at www.phantologybooks.com. We've covered pretty much everything that we talked about today to some extent. I mean, some more than others. We haven't done any Rothfuss episodes yet. I mean, maybe we're just mad. But uh, we've covered quite a few things. We're up into uh, 80s of episodes. We're trying to hit 100 by the end of the year. So any more parting shots from you guys? Yeah, be sure to check out Jake's spinoff podcast called what? Times 100 Most Influential Books Read. <laughs> Dang, no, we will, I, we will not, be doing that next that's month. Not, that's not what I thought you were going to say. But yeah, check it out. Coming soon. Um, I was going to say uh, check out Books for Prisoners. Oh, yeah. It's a great charity that Michael Kramer and Kate Reading are big fans of, and we're also big fans of. So if you like them, you should also donate to that. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Phantology as always, and we will see everyone later. Peace. Peace.